Uh, but anyway, so the violin sounded great. It sounded like a saxophone. <laughs> Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 127, the Armadillo Class episode. Joining the show this week is Vagabond Crow. Vagabond Crow is the brainchild of Mitch Stewart. Vagabond Crow was founded in 2018 and has had quite a uh, quite a few lineup changes, starting as a duo and then a four-piece and I think a five-piece for a little while and then back down to a solo project and now expanding out again into a full band. The band has a full album out, which they put out a couple of years ago, and recently started releasing a series of singles. It's not technically an album, but uh, for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to talk about that collection of singles. Here's the first one now from Vagabond Crew. Listen for their 
final breath Like a snake in a cage I've been fighting to get out If I would just accept my surroundings I'd be better off that's the heaviest one on the album um as far as like the meaning behind it where it came from and stuff um so 232 i wrote it at the beginning of 2020 um it was it was in january i think it was the day after new year um so i my full-time job is in mental health and um, there was a, uh, a, a resident that I worked with pretty closely and, um, they had come back from the hospital and we thought everything was all right. And that person ended up taking their own life. And, um, I was one of the people that, that got to, to that person's room trying to resuscitate them and I wasn't able to. And so, um, I, after I, after I got myself back together after a few weeks or a couple months or something, um, I went in and, and wrote 232 just in memorial to, to that person. Um, you know, it's, it's not in any way a, my like take on their life, but more or less the, the struggle to be someone for other people and what that can do to a person. Um, and that the most important thing, um, you know, in the end is, is kind of what we all are, are reaching for, which is connection and love, um, and acceptance. And yeah, so that was, that was the, the catalyst for that song. What's the place of, of writing the song kind of in the, 
recovery from that situation. Like, like what did it, what did it do for me as far as recovering from that situation? Yeah. Yeah. Like where would that be, you know, just in the, in the span of like that, is that part of the grieving of it, part of the uh, processing, you know, all of it. And, and like, did that, did that start right away where you're thinking, okay, this is, you know, like you're sitting down, you're, you're playing your guitar and that just comes out because that's heavy on your mind. Or are you thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to write something. I'm going to try to, you know, take something from this positive. Um, so I'm going to sit down and try to write something about it. You know, like what's the thinking there? Yeah. I, that, that time frame for me is really blurry. Um, it, that all hit me really hard and, and just knocked the wind out of me. Um, I, I think it was maybe, yeah, maybe like a month or so afterwards, you know, I, I ended up going to therapy myself to, to deal with the the trauma just from the whole event. And, and, and I, I know, I knew for me, you know, writing is, is my catharsis and it's the way I, I, I deal with most of my, my feelings and emotions. And so I wanted to, to commemorate that, that moment in a weird way, that might be a weird word to use, but, but it was a, it was a life-changing moment for me. And so I, you know, I think it kind of came out like anything else does when, when I write, you know, it, it, it was just the feeling that I had and what I was going through and wanting to express some sort of, um, grief, from 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 that event yeah 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 um it's got a really really sweet fiddle part up here who's playing the uh or violin i don't know what they call it um who's who's, uh (laughs) it's a fiddle then yeah uh who's playing that uh that is uh jackie um he is a um a friend that he, he plays um, he plays violin professionally and on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> I say he's a friend, I, and I'm blanking on his last name right now. Um, <laughs> best, he's your best friend from high school. Yeah, I've known the guy for like 30 years. It's, I call him we're, Chief. We're super close. I call him Guy. Yeah. I call him, hey, there right. he is. Stuff like that. Yeah, that, that, that fiddle player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no um, – he he went to school actually with Paula and um and I met him through her. And so he came in and um and laid that down. And yeah, it, it really it really brought this on together. I the I think the, like the rhythm and the cadence of the song, I didn't want it to I wanted it to stay pretty slow and like steady. Mm-hmm. And I, but I also wanted that, that voice from, from the violin to, cause I mean, the violin can be super, you know, emotionally engaging. Um, and I think it really set the tone for, for the song. Um, and, uh, and it wasn't too much and, um, yeah, I, I love the way it came together. It's one of those like simple songs that just didn't need a whole lot. I think because lyrically it was carrying a lot of weight anyway. Do you say anything? Do you just let it last? These moments that I wanted to be 
kind of came out of me dealing with some like codependence. Um, and <laughs> there's a, <clears throat> I think there's a lot on this album that, that points to like mental health stuff or just like relational stuff. Um, and I think the last, the last album was, was more spiritual than, than that. Um, <clears throat> and, and so Bleed You Dry was me dealing just with my own codependence. And there's a line in, in Bleed You Dry, the, like the, where I took the title from, um, that, that goes, um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude. Um, do you basically, have the basically you can't with the, you <laughs> I, have the show the liner notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'm Did tired, you dude. really write this um, song? No, it's not it's Jackie's. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> um basically like you can't provide everything that I need, but I'd like to bleed you dry. Hmm. Um and and I think just pointing to the fact that like at least for myself and and in relationships romantic relationships or friendships that I have, I, I have this tendency to, to try and find myself in those, in those relationships. Mm. And I've done a lot of work to get away from that, but I lose myself in it. And then I, I find myself expecting the other person to, to make me happy, to make me feel comforted, to bring me joy instead of finding that myself. And, um, and it's like this thing that I can't really get away from. Um, but, but I, I have, I think I've gotten a little better at it, um, uh. <laughs> over the years, but that song also, um, I, I feel like it's like a, um, a bit more of like a grown up song, in a in a, in a few words, like it, it it's got like, um, it's got like a waltz to it mm-hmm. and um and just it, i i find myself getting impatient when i'm like trying to sit back and just let the song go um and you know and and nowadays like most songs are cut down to like three and a half four minutes and i think that song is like six minutes long or something like that and it shouldn't be that big of a deal but it's like um i think there was like a lot of space left in that song um there's a <clears throat> there's there's space for for the the lyrics and and the instruments and um and it just felt more like put together when when it all came together it felt like something different than than what we had done before i mean there's a lot of songs on this that i'm releasing that that are a lot different than what i've done before but that one in particular felt more adult i guess in a way <laughs> if that makes sense it really, yeah, it really, it does. It really felt like the, um, like there was a, a, a patience to it, which you're, you're kind of alluding to. And, um, there was mm-hmm. space in between, uh, you know, the instrumentation, the singing, you know, everything, uh, just to kind of think about what was, what was just said or what was just done. Yeah. You know, what was just for, um, versus a whole bunch of like, I can't, I can't pause too much here. Um, you know, if I, if I don't mm-hmm. have words, there has to be a hook or there has to be a guitar solo or something right. like that. Uh, but it's right. more like you say, an adult, because it gives you a chance to think about, wait, that thing you just said, I don't have to, I, I have a second to think about, you know, that, um, you know, that phrase or, you know, that meaning there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's that's also the only song on the album that that alludes at all to to like the pandemic, um, that that we're still in, um, in in some ways. It uh, the the line um, about you know basically there being this like viral disease and we can't go anywhere, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't mean that we have to just stay put and deal with it. Um, and that was, that was intentionally put there. Cause I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to just spend my, my tw- year of 2020 writing songs about the pandemic, right. <laughs> which would have been easy to do. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I just rather focus on like how attached I am to other people, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I noticed, you know, I, I really did notice a lot of, um, you know, a lot of pandemic albums, a lot, you know, it was like, and people would like say, mm-hmm. it's my, my pandemic album, my quarantine album, you know, and it's usually just mm-hmm. someone and their acoustic guitar or something. And it started off and that was kind of mm-hmm. interesting, but like by, by the time November and December rolled around and you're hearing a lot of those, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to say, yeah. you know, something new about that. Um, yeah. And then uh, they tried to take I over think- the government and everything changed, you know, so. That kind of change the subject, <laughs> right? Good. Right, yeah. We we needed something to change the subject, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of those albums were very good, high quality stuff. By the way, just in case you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, just want to say. I mean, everybody was just trying to to figure out yeah. something to do and some sort of platform to say something. I mean, I when when 2020 started you know i went through that with the the suicide and then before covid actually hit um i guess well i guess it had just hit and we played one last show and and i like i was feeling burnt out and and on top of going through what i went through and so i actually like put a stop to playing music before covid you know shut everything down um, I wasn't, I wasn't sure that I even wanted to keep playing. Um, I think there, you know, I, I enjoyed playing with everybody that we had in the band. Um, but there were, there was just something that, that didn't feel like me. And, and I think I like rushed to put a band together and didn't consider what I wanted and what I was like happy with or not happy with. And, until you know and then and then when covid started kind of like appearing and we all kind of knew that we were probably not going to be able to play shows anymore you know i i was like i i think this is my like out in a way um you know to to stop because there's always that like guilt or like shame or fear that like if you stop playing then you're just going to miss out on all this stuff and like you know am i even going to like continue to play music am i going to put stuff out am i going to do shows anymore um and um and i think i i needed that space and that time to to figure out exactly what it was that i wanted as opposed to the direction that things were kind of being driven in you know um there was, there were things I weren't, I wasn't happy about, but like when you're on that train, it's hard to stop when you got shows booked every weekend for like months and months in advance, it's hard to pull the plug and be like, you know, I'm out because right. then you're just fucking a lot of people over. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
And it's hard to say, um, it's hard to quit with something booked uh, and then like feel like get motivated to do that thing, you know? So you're in, yeah. in that cycle where, you know, you don't want to tell people, I don't want to do this anymore, but also you don't want to do it anymore, but you are, uh, you have these obligations. Um, so yeah. it's kind of a, I, I know, I noticed that a lot of bands broke up during the, uh, during the shutdown. Uh, and I think that's part of, yeah. I think that's why I think a lot of them were kind of, that would have happened anyway, but it maybe would have been messier. So a lot of people yeah. took that as an opportunity to say, Hey, we yeah. don't, you know, we're not doing anything now anyway. So let's just go our separate ways, you know? Yeah. And, and marriages right. too. Yeah. So. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Smell 
That one is um, one of my like my first attempt at just creating a story that has I have no like emotional attachment to, um, or like a setting that I have no emotional attachment to. Um, I I wanted to write something that had a lot of in, like imagery in it, and there's a lot of color, a lot of description, um, like painting a picture of you know being outside in a meadow or being in a room with a ghost. Um, and, and that's, that's pretty much where that came from though. But I, that, I think that also was my first like moment putting these songs together because I didn't know what I was going to do with them, but I knew that I, and I didn't know if I was even going to play live shows anymore, but I knew that I wanted to do something different if I was going to play and, and put something else together. Um, and so blue was the first electric song that I sat down and dude, it'd been like since I was a teenager that I had even held an electric guitar. Um, and so, you know, I, but I wanted that like driving rhythm that's in that song. And, um, I don't know, it all just kind of came together. The weird, the weird thing with this, with, with, with this, I'm, I'm not calling it an album cause I'm, I'm releasing them in singles. Um, so, but this with this group of songs um i so i wrote everything and created the melodies for everything and then i sent them to other musicians and i didn't hear most of what was going to be done until we got into the studio um it was more of me just wanting to like throw stuff at some musicians that i trusted and see what came out of it because i really had no specific direction I just knew that I wanted something different and, um, and blue kind of brought back in that, like that violin lead. Um, and in, in a way that was much bigger than I was actually expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that, that violin really is the, the, the part that's holding that whole song down. Um, as far as like keeping you engaged and, um, and so, yeah, the, the only, the only thing that I went into like with writing the song was, um, the, um, the widow's walk, which is mentioned in, in the lyrics as well. Um, and I just had that image in my head and kind of worked backwards from there. Um, yeah. So I really like the saxophone in this It has a saxophone, right? No, no. What is that? What? What are you, what are you talking about? Wait a minute. Am I on the wrong side? Is it a violin? <laughs> Yeah, but I don't. I don't have saxophone on any, any of this stuff. What? Hold on a second. I'm have to listen to it again. Uh, hold, <laughs> hold on, right there. I mean, that sounds fun. I think they might have put it on afterward. You don't realize it. Oh, is that what? It is? Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm gonna listen to a little bit of it real quick. Oh yeah, that's definitely a violin. Why did I think that was a saxophone? <laughs> I need new speakers. 
I don't, well, I have I like know, 14 I, saxophone questions now. <laughs> just ruin, ruin the whole interview. Yeah, I have to. Okay, so I have to adapt these saxophone questions to the violin. What kind of reed did they use in the violin? It's not reed. <laughs> Was it a Bundy? You know, yeah, I mean, let's just talk about it as if it's there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, there's yeah, time to I change found it. Sax player on the. Yeah, he was on the corner in yeah. uh, in Asheville, and I was like, "Dude, do you want to come play on this song?" Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I was gonna, and also I was mad because I play saxophone. I was mad that you didn't ask me. So, so now, oh, now <laughs> I'm not oh, mad I didn't at you. know that, but now that I do, oh yeah, we should okay. start over because well, I'll have a better attitude. Yeah, <laughs> I won't be such a jerk now. Right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the violin sounded great. It sounded like a saxophone. <laughs> um, this is probably my. This yeah. might be my first or second favorite song that you did. I like the um now I'm okay. questioning myself. I like the dynamics of it, you know, the how it yeah. how it grew uh as yeah. it progressed. That was that was really interesting. And you talked about how yeah you sent um you sent these these songs out to other musicians. How much of the arrangement did uh did you like so it's so it's like it sounds like you didn't give them much direction. So you get into the studio and how close is the final product to what you think about when you're writing the song or when you go into the studio, uh, how much does it change from, you know, beginning to end there? Mm. I, I tried to, I tried to leave everything open to interpretation as much as I could for, for the guys that came in and played. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, the 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 only framework that I really gave them was that I just especially with blue was creating creating that emotion um and kind of this haunting vibe to the song mm-hmm. um and and I I I think I try yeah like I try to keep my expectations low for them giving me something that like was exactly what I was I was thinking in my, my head but they were pretty spot on yeah. I mean um Jackie's violin part on on that on that song is pretty incredible and um and and then um Wilson Billingsley um he's playing lead on there um you know and he played to the song you know he didn't try to overpower the violin or come in with something he 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 has a voice in there with his lead parts it's it's not much but it's enough to add a lot to the song um and and i really appreciated that as well um and the the drummer is a guy named campbell dean um and you know i told him i want when we he and i he and i actually did practice a little bit together before we went into the studio um and um and he came up with that. He just followed that driving rhythm. And I, I wanted him to keep it there just to hold this tension throughout the song. We debated back and forth a little bit about changing it up. But in the end, I, I, I was like, I, I like it. Like I wanted to allow the other instruments to break that tension, hmm. um, which, which they did. Uh, where was this recorded? This was an, um, at giraffe studio in hendersonville andy bishop oh yeah um he 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 produced the uh the first album 
Um, and I, I love Andy. He's a great guy and he's really great to collaborate with. He's got good ideas and really pushes everybody that comes in, you know, to he's, he's, he's upfront and honest about what he hears. And if something's off, um, I trust his ear or if he has ideas for things, we'll try it. Um, but he's a solid guy and he's been doing it for a long time. And, um, he actually played bass on this whole, on all these songs, any, oh. any of the songs that has bass on it. He, he laid down the bass track. More from Mitch Stewart from Vagabond Crow in just a few moments. Don't forget to go and follow Vagabond Crow on Facebook and Instagram. Also at vagabondcrow.bandcamp.com. And we'll have other links in the show notes, including to the Spotify and uh, Apple Music pages. Uh, or you could go just search Vagabond Crow on Google. I don't think you're going to get it confused with a whole lot of other stuff. Hey guys, this is Kendra. And this is Zach. From the Brown, Brown Mountain, Mountain Lightning, Lightning Bugs. Bugs. And this is Waves from our new album, Folk-ish, which you can find online. You can stream it, you can download it, or you can buy physical copies from our website. Which is brownmountainlightningbugs.com. We also have some really cool t-shirts and some stickers. So head on over there. You can also find us on all of the social medias and we'd love for you to come join us. Don't forget to follow the podcast, WNC Original Music, which you can find on any of your quality podcast players and a lot of like second-rate podcast players as well. Really all the podcast players. The marketing department uh, here has really kind of uh, put all its hopes and dreams on the wide variety of podcast players you can find the podcast on but also follow us on facebook and instagram for extras from the artists also to find out when new episodes are coming out or for all of that just go to wncoriginalmusic.com quick correction from last week's episode with Derek fry a fender telecaster is a guitar but a k-bar backpacker caster is a portable fishing rod so we were both right howdy y'all this is carl from the Death Bots, Asheville's favorite punk rock band. You're listening to WNC Original Music.
hands and the strongest heart The funny side keeps out the dark And all those prayers bring in light to a happy So, Girl is your basic love song. Um, <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah. I it's not that. a metaphor, then. It's it's not a metaphor. I wish it was, but it's not. I mean, it could be. It could be whatever you want, right? It's the listener that, that interprets the song. Um, but, uh, I, um, yeah, I mean, I wrote that. I wrote that for Paula. Um, and you know, that was just kind of the, it, it was, it was also a reflection of just my tendency to, to like want to run or pull away from, from things, you know, I, and, and, um, having somebody, whether a relationship lasts or not having somebody that in the moment you can, you can lean on, um, is really important. And, um, she was that for me. And so, yeah, I mean the, um, the, the flow of the song, um, with the melody <clears throat> was, uh, something that I, I don't know, I, the inspiration from it came from, for it came from a few different things. And, um, I wanted to mess around with the harmonica, which I had never done before. Um, and, also like the harmonies and stuff that are in the song are probably my favorite on the whole, the whole mix of songs that we're putting out. Yeah. They were really um, nice. That was good. It's, it's a, you know, folky little soulful song and the, the, the organ that we, we decided to throw that in there because I wanted to uh, just have something 
rounding everything out and we had never messed around with an organ before. So that was really cool. And, and I thought that added a lot to the song too. Yeah. I like the harmonica. You said, um, you, you had played the harmonica before or no, I've played it, but never like, I never played it live or recorded with it or anything. Do you plan on, um, taking this album like with the full band? No, I, I have, um, over the past month, I've put a a whole other band together. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just me from the, you know, original duo Vagabond Crow. And, but I'm, I'm holding that, that title. And, um, I've got a couple of guys out of Spartanburg and, um, a guy out of the Asheville area and they, um, I reached out to them. I found them through a few musician friends of mine and, um, yeah, it's all coming together really well. They, they're, they're really solid guys. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about it because I I feel like this time around, it's like, I know more of what I want after having like more over a year away from everything. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm, I'm giving them, you know, all the new stuff we're looking at the old stuff and revamping some of it mm-hmm. um because i think I, i'm i'm wanting to get away from just the like acoustic folky stuff like i think that that will that will still be there um but it's going to be different yeah and um and i'm moving towards some more electric stuff and i don't know i get <laughs> i get bored doing the same thing over and over again so like the the ability to change it up and mix it up is really nice yeah. um noah Lytle, um he's playing lead guitar and he plays violin and the keys as well so having him kind of allows me to change the sound up mm-hmm from time to time and do different things. You know, I'm not, I'm not just with a lead guitarist, bass player and drums. Um, you know, I've got, I've got a mixture of of things. Right. Um, so yeah, we're going to go out and, you know, the new stuff will pretty much be what you hear on the album Mm -hmm. or what you hear from the new songs. Um, but the older stuff, I think, I think a a lot of it's probably going to change. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, and, we might even go back in and re-record some of the older stuff, depending on how it goes. One thing I noticed um, about the the album, uh, and hear me out. All right, it's not a uh, it's not an insult, but um, but this is a compliment to the songwriting. Is that there wasn't um, as far as the, as far as the arrangement, the instruments. I mean, the instruments were like you know mm-hmm. acoustic guitar, bass, drums, harmonica, violin. Uh, electric guitar, you know, and they all sort of had the same, you know, yeah. you weren't having a bunch of different guitar effects, you know, not strings. Uh, were there yeah. any keys? Uh, it might've been some keys on a couple of songs. Uh, maybe. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. basically, I mean, the, the yeah. instrumentation, a lot of times sounded the same, but uh, never did I think the song sounded the same, you know? So even though you're, mm. you're kind of using yeah. a lot of the same instrumentation, the songwriting was so strong that you're not, you know, and that's what a lot, I think a lot of people fall back on is these two songs sound the same. Let's make one acoustic, one electric, you know, or let's, let's uh-huh. put some uh, fuzz on this or bring some strings in or something like that. But, uh, right. but yeah, even though it has, you know, it, ha- it has a cohesion between the instrumentation, mm-hmm. but then that lets the songwriting, you know, kind of branch out to different, different things. Cause right. like, um, on a uh, room for two, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, that kind of had the same instrumentation as you know, like the softer songs, 
but it was just done a different way mm-hmm. because it's a different song. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that what you're speaking to is a problem that, <laughs> that I, that I have, I've, I've, one of the reasons why I don't want to play by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, I I've, I've been told that before um, that, people find it interesting um which isn't always the best word but um they that that i can have similar chord progressions or similar the the instrument instrumentation of the songs can be similar but the songs all sound different yeah um and i don't know what that is i think that in in part it's it's due to me writing songs by myself mm-hmm. and it's it's um it's easy when you're doing that to like to get used to the same thing. Um, I I want to play with other people because it um, it pushes you. Like somebody has an idea that is different than mine, and it opens up an entire door to to something else. Yeah. Um, and and so I love that collaboration because because guitar and and coming up with melodies like that's. I wouldn't say that that's my strong suit. Like my strong suit is, is writing lyrics. Um, and the guitar is kind of a conduit. What well, is a conduit for me to be able to write and then perform? Um, and so having a, a different mix of people coming in, just a lot, allows things to open up. And I think, I think that's going to happen more. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see more of that changing. Self, 
Room for Two is um was written after a uh, an argument that I had with someone <laughs> someone that uh that I'm close to and um is it me but it's a very contentious relationship it was you don't remember that argument Ron yeah. that we had together <laughs> that's why it's God been a year it. since we talked um <laughs> um no it's it's a it's an ongoing contentious relationship that i have with somebody and um the 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 argument was just really shitty and so i went home and and wrote about it and i wasn't sure that i was gonna like release that or really put that out there because you know my last album and the last time we talked when we did the interview like as we were talking about, it, I was like, man, I am really just like laying all of my personal stuff out there. And I, I kind of, I kind of live that way anyway. And it's kind of who I am, but I also, you know, I also know that like, that isn't necessarily always best for the other people involved that are on the other end of that. Yeah. Um, and so it's also hard to edit a podcast where you have to go back and take a bunch of stuff. out. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to try to make it easier for everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think when you're, when you're like, you have somebody in your life that you're kind of stuck with and you can't really just cut that person out completely, mm-hmm. you have to deal with it and deal with their feelings about things that have happened. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to maneuver that. And so for me, writing room for two was just saying like, I, um, you know, I've got enough of my own shit in my head that I deal with on a regular basis. I don't need you telling me what you think about me right. and how shitty of a person you think I am. Like I, I get it. So, um, it's, it, that, that's, that's where it came from. Um, the, because it's such an intense like song for me, I wanted it to be heavy and dirty. Mm-hmm. And so we, when we went into the studio, there's three different guitar parts, like three guitars laid over each other. Um, you've got two rhythm guitars laid on top of each other. And then you've got the the lead part. Um, and I just wanted it to be, as heavy and dirty as possible. It, it really wasn't anything where I was thinking like, I wonder if people will like this. Like I was like, this is, this is for me. Like This is, I need to, I want to hear it this way. I want to feel it this way. Um, and I think releasing that single before anything else was just kind of my way of coming back to things mm-hmm. and, and saying that like, this is, you know, this is, this is what I want. I've had people message me and, and say, you know, they like the song, but it's really hard for them to make the cross over from what I was doing before to that. And, and, you know, it's that, that heaviness that's in that song. That's not all that I'm, I'm doing, you know, right. there's, there's a lot of nuance and dynamics to, to what, to what I'm doing. But again, that kind of points back to what I was saying in the beginning that, you know, back in 2020, I wanted to stop because, I felt like I was doing stuff that other people wanted me to do instead of what I wanted. Um, and I, I like it when people enjoy my music, 
you know, but I also, I want to like my music. It had really like a kind of a post grunge feel to it. Like if, yeah. uh, like if the Avet brothers, uh, started a grunge band, a grunge band. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know, they were, they were a, um, an emo, like an emo bluegrass band when they first started. Yeah. I guess, yeah. um, I guess they were. Yeah. And they're, uh, I think their first album or one of their first albums called like the four thieves or something like that. Mm. They're like screaming over bluegrass music yeah. and it's, it's incredible. I remember that now because I, I didn't used to like, I didn't like that. <laughs> that was not my favorite kind of music. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I remember seeing them, um, seeing them live one time and that was, yeah, that was a little hard to take, but I wasn't even into much Americana at the time. So, so I wasn't. Yeah. But yeah. I'll cut yeah. all that out. I mean, yes, I, I, Avet brothers come I on the show anytime. Uh, you're always, they're you're huge fans. Whatever kind of they're, they're huge. That's they make they they're your big sponsor. Right? I think they are. Yeah, secret secret sponsors. Yeah. yeah.
That song is uh, about getting high at a, an aquarium, um, and uh, and so I went there um, with a friend and got really stoned and spent I don't know how many hours um, just walking around <laughs> looking at fish. Um, <laughs> And it was, it was like a really incredible experience. And like, I hadn't had something like that in a while from drugs. And, um, and so I don't know, it was like a, <laughs> I feel like a, a, a stoner. Um, I guess I am whatever. Anyway. Um, but like that, that was like, I went, you know, went down to the beach, went to the aquarium and, um, and just sat literally sat on the floor staring mm-hmm. for a couple hours and and I and I knew that like I like there there were other elements to um like other trips that I had taken um and being in the car and you remember like the old um like I don't know if he came in on FM or AM or both but like Art Bell yeah you remember the Art Bell show yeah Coast to coast, coast to coast live or something like that. Yeah. 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 So I I grew up listening to that. Um, And that, that always stuck with me, like how creepy it was being in your car at night, driving along and like listening to this weird far out stuff that was being talked about. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, the reason that had popped up in my head because I started listening to this podcast called lore. Oh yeah. Um, And, and so he, Aaron Mankey, he like has a lot of those weird odd stories and he has that weird cadence and pitch to his voice and stuff. Um, and I had been listening to that recently. And, um, and so I was thinking about all that and, um, and just like the weirdness from that, but also within all of that, talking about my codependence again, you know, not wanting to be alone, um, you know, not wanting to like when you go back home from a trip and like with friends and they go home and you go home and like, you feel that weirdness when you like come back to your house, like you're all excited for this vacation and now you're just coming back to your normal life. And maybe it's great. Maybe it's not, but like, um, 
it's uh so that 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 was mixed in there as well just wanting to go back to that moment um and so that that was inspiration for for aquarium um and the um <clears throat> the long guitar we dude we worked on that for a while we we worked in the studio trying to find something that fit with that guitar mm-hmm. um cuz i i knew that i wanted that song to have like an indie and some sort of indie vibe um you know with the reverb and all that stuff um and I also wanted to be simple and stripped down so that you felt like you were in the room. Um, and so we tried to add violin, we tried to add, um, drums and a lead part and nothing, nothing worked. Um, nothing felt right. And so what we landed on was at the end, you know, you have the, like the three notes from the piano, um, and like the first hook, And then at the end it builds and you have that ambient ambient sound sound. Can I talk? I don't know. Um, And uh, the ambient sound Um, where it it reminds me of like the sound from, (laughs) it reminds me of the sound from war of the worlds when the aliens land and they make that like sound Mm, or whatever. Um, And so that was kind of what I went in with and we worked backwards from there. I was like, Andy, I want like a wah sound. And so then we just mixed, we messed around on the, the MIDI controller and like, um, and until we came across that and it just, it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. And that is a very different song for, for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that song is probably my favorite song on the album just because of like the experiences that in, inspired that um and it's also it, it is it's also very different and personal and um yeah yeah cool i wonder if um uh, how often aquariums aquaria i guess uh are used <laughs> for that purpose because it seems like a great place to just you know drop some acid or take some mushrooms and go to or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wonder if that happened with like uh, laser light shows where they weren't, maybe they weren't built for that. And the people who like built them were like, Oh, this would be a cool way to enjoy, you know, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Pink Floyd. And then they're like, shocked. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's like shock that people would take drugs and go to a laser light show. But it's, now it seems like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you would do. So maybe, you know, you go to an yeah. aquarium. Yeah. If you, you know, if you're going to do drugs and you just want to go to a place, an aquarium is a perfect place. There's like weird yeah. fish swimming around and, you know, every, everything's like real mellow and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a perfect place to do it. I mean, I went in the off season and at night mm-hmm. and there was like no Broke one in. there. And I, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, um, they had like the little stingray, like, um, pool where you can like touch the stingrays and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and I just like laid, laid on the edge of it and just like felt yeah. <laughs> the stingrays for like a long time. Um, but it was, uh, man, it, <laughs> I, I feel like those moments are so rare now. Like once you, you know, you start your life, you know, you don't 
like having time to get that stoned and like go and do something mm-hmm. is is um rare. Yeah, yeah. Uh is there anybody else you want to mention that appeared on the album that we haven't already talked about? Mm-hmm. Um Jackie Barnes, that's the violin player. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> I'll just say Barnes um, and I'll edit that back in after you say his first name. Not really. Don't. Barnes. Yeah. Good job. That sounds Thanks. so natural. Um, <laughs> Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Barnes. Jackie Barnes. Um. So uh, yeah, him and Wilson Billingsley, Andy Bishop, Campbell Dean. Those were the. Those were the people that came in and played. Um. And yeah, man, I, you know, I think it's weird, like talking about, talking about Paula, like, you know, we went from this duo and, and then like doing this kind of on my own, even though I'm having, I have a band, like it's, it's more of like, it's more of like a backing band. Um, so it's more of like me running the show completely Mm -hmm. and, um, and it, and it, it, it's, it's weird performing by yourself. Like after you've been performing with somebody else for a couple of years. Um, but I'm also, I'm also excited about, I, I, I can do different things. Yeah. You know, like when I think when you're, when you're singing with someone else, it's like a certain sound, you know, that you're, that you have, um, and you're kind of, you're kind of limited in some ways of like what you can and can't do. Um, right. if you're building everything around that. Yeah. Um, and so even vocally, like exploring things vocally, like there's new stuff that I'm writing that, that it's not like I'm doing anything crazy different, but it, I'm allowed more space to like try different stuff. Right. And, um, and so I'm looking forward to that. And I also definitely went through a grieving process of like, you know, not having what we, you know, what I started with. Yeah. Um, right. Because it's comfortable being on stage with someone that you know really well and you're like working together all the time. Okay, I want to thank Mitch for being on the podcast. Mitch from Vagabond Crow. Make sure to catch Vagabond Crow. They're starting to play live again. So go to their website or their Facebook page to look for those upcoming shows. Also, don't forget to go to the show links for links to their music or go to vagabondcrow.bandcap.com. Also, we did record a version of the super popular uh, Guess the Lyric game, and I'm going to put that at the end of the episode because uh, it's kind of long, and I want to give our closing song uh, person a good chance to get their song in before people have too much fun. Speaking of the closing song, the closing song this week comes from Katie in the Attic. Katie is an indie folk indie pop singer from Angus, Scotland. My hometown plays piano and viola. Viola, right? Not voila, viola. Yeah, as well as a few other instruments. She's played the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and the live lockdown show Channel Z. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook by searching Katie in the Attic or Attic Katie or just check the show notes. Here's Katie in the Attic. Have a good week. Should have said before
going to play a game. So I'm, I'm going to read these lyrics. You have to tell me what song they're from. And you're playing tonight for a t-shirt from the Asheville's own cowpunk band, the Deathbots. Punk band. Oh, I love punk. those guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen their t-shirts? Love those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Okay. So they got, yeah. uh, they got cool. If you win, you get to choose between two designs. They said, okay. just let them know. 
Uh, okay, but these are this is going to be hard. The Deathbots actually were the first, the only people so far that have won this game, and it was three of them, so it was kind of cheating. Now that I think about it, yeah, Maybe, yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, that's not fair. All right, all right. Um, so let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven songs. You got to get five to win. All right. All right. Here we go. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. I want to thank the contributions uh, for these songs of Andrew Thelson, Matt Sellers, and Christian Valentino, all past or future guests on the podcast. Okay. So here are the, here's the first one. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you about maybe 20 seconds to think, to think of each one. Okay. Um, At least that's what I'll edit it to. Uh, women think okay. I'm tasty, but they're always trying to waste me. Women think I'm tasty, but they're always trying to waste me. That is the first line of a very famous song. God, that sounds so familiar. Women think I'm tasty, but they're always trying to waste me. Oh, shit. I'll give you about 10 seconds. Wink. <laughs> take longer. I'm just cutting out. <laughs> I have an answer. I'm cutting out the thinking. Wrong, and I part. feel, yeah, <laughs> I I don't want to say my answer because it's in, it's embarrassing. Oh, that is I it think a that it's Barney this. song? Is no, oh, okay, no, right. it's worse than that. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. It's worse than yeah. Barney. All right. Uh, uh, Black Eyed Peas. Oh no, um, Tumbling Dice by the Rolling Stones. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Oh four. Wow. One. Um, burning out his fuse up here alone. Um, Elton John, Elton, uh, Rocket Man. Rocket Man, yeah, that's the most common one everybody's yep. gotten. All right, yep. you are. Hold on a second. Mm, how many? How many do I have to get right to win? Uh five. Okay. Okay. Five out of seven. Man, that's that's a lot, Ron. Uh, I'm I'm almost. Well, this is the third time I've almost just said the name of the song. I'm reading the wrong thing. I am my mother's only one. That's the first line. I'm gonna give you some hints. He is a okay. uh, kind of a he's a folk kind of indie folk pop musician. Uh, this he has a real name and a stage name. Is it Hozier? No. Shit. I'll give you one more guess. I'm gonna give you another hint. This might be giving it away. When he recorded the it album, sounds so f- he had mono. I know the song. I think he had mono. He didn't look well. I know that much. <laughs> no. Ah, I don't know. All right, I, don't know. I bon- don't know. Bonnie Vare. And the song is Flume. God damn it. Yes, I, I play that damn song. You do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. Awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you sing oh when you, <laughs> you play it? I don't know. Apparently, I don't fucking know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Oh, that's my favorite thing that's happened with this whole, any, Jeez. any of this That's context. great. I'm glad <laughs> I could do that for you, yeah, Rob. I'm so glad I could do right. that. Yeah. Oh, man, I should have... Uh, uh, I wish I had thought about it. I would have got one of your songs and just put the lyrics to it and see if you <laughs> see if you got it. There's a great chance I would yeah. have. I would have not known. All right. I forget my lyrics um, all the time. We uh, we've been told all along, uh, love was pheromones. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just 
Is it pheromones or chromosomes? Chromosomes. Oh my god. Uh, no, it's chromosomes. You, chromosomes. you know, that's that's my least favorite song I've ever recorded. Oh really? Oh. It's like your hit song. <laughs> that's my yeah, uh, that's that's my yeah, that's my least favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay, so you're you're one and two. You can't miss another one. Uh I almost said the name of the song again. Uh and little early pearly came by in his curly whirly. This is I, a, I don't know. This is a classic rock song. If you listen to 105.1 for more than eight hours, you're going to hear this three times. I don't. I don't know that song, dude. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! It's uh, blinded, what is it? Blinded by the light. Wow. All right. I, the just, rest- I, I wish I had. I, I don't think it's fair that I didn't have a band with me. Right. Like I'm just. That is not fair. We'll do the the other three just for fun, real quick. Uh, the local guitar okay. picker right. got his guitar picking thumb. That is, you don't know, Rock the Casbah. No. Okay. All, right. All your insides fall to pieces. You just sit there wishing you could still make love. I don't know. That is High and Dry by, what is her name? Uh, you, are you, yeah, you're talking, um, that sings Creed, Radiohead. Creed. Radiohead, yes. All right. Okay. Now, this is the song that inspired this whole thing. Unsealed on a porch, a letter sat. Then you said, I want to leave it again. Unsealed on a porch. I, I have no idea. It's uh, Yellow Lead Better by Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Okay. It's that uh, you know unsealed on a porch, a letter. I never knew that's what he was saying. Nobody does. Um, I never. No. So I, um, I was with a, uh, a guy... Uh, a couple weekends ago who was just playing that song over and over again on acoustic guitar. Uh-huh. And, um, I, it was not enjoyable. Um, and the rest of them, it's like, I know these songs, but I don't. Yeah. If you would ask me about any like screamo emo band from like the early two thousands, I would have nailed every single one. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do that for the next person. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's right. super helpful to me. 